Hi, this is Neha and you're listening to the Bold Enough Podcast. Join me in this authentic journey engaging in uncomfortable but real conversation with wonderful guests. If you want to listen to real people who are winning in their own way and not as society told them to, then this podcast is for you. The Bold Enough Podcast is produced by Liuva Digital, hosted by Neha Gudu. Hi everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Bold Enough podcast and today we have Laura with us today. Hi Laura, how are you doing today? Hi, So very well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Laura is the Certified Weight Loss Coach and before we start our conversation, Laura, can you tell us a bit about you? What do you do and who are you? Sure. So my name is Laura and I am from Barcelona, but actually I'm based in Switzerland since 10 years ago. And I am a physician, a retired physician now, and I am also a weight loss coach uh, and mindset coach certified. And what brought to me here was that during my 15 years of clinical practice, I've seen a lot of patients struggling with their weight. They were trying all kinds of diets, shakes, pills, everything. Almost all of them reached to lose their weight, but the problem was that they weren't able to maintain that weight loss. Okay. So, and the truth is that our bodies and our minds are much more complex than we think that we have been taught, okay? Meaning that weight loss industry is very focused on what we eat on how much we eat, actually. And uh, it's much more than this. So what I've seen with my patients at that time when I was working as a physician was that they were trying different kinds of solutions, okay? No matter which solution, which solution they were trying, at a certain moment, they started to feel discouraged. They started to feel unmotivated. They started to feel uh, deprived. And all those emotional states brought them to quit uh, on the diet, Okay, so I think that there's really a missing piece in the weight loss industry. And I think that it's we need to change the paradigm of the weight loss industry. And I am a part of it. Well, thank you. And so you were a physician before and now you're a coach and a weight loss. So can you tell us a bit about the journey, like how you were when you were a physician and how did you take the step to become a weight loss coach today? What's the story behind it? Okay. Uh, so being a physician has always been my childhood dream. So uh, since ever, I always wanted to become a physician. I was uh, eight years old and I was telling everybody, I am a physician, you know? <laughs> so I wasn't, I had no pressure around me. Nobody in my family was a physician, but it, it was really me uh, that wanted that. And I was very happy also with my life as a physician. But when I was during my second maternity leave, I started to hear a podcast of the Life Coach School, and that blew my mind. And I decided to do the certification, but not to become a coach. It was like my 40 gift, 40 years old gift. And I was doing that for me to learn more about self-development and also all which is mindset and emotional tools. And in order to offer this also to my kids, to equip them with the best tools so that they can really unfold their full potential. Okay. But during that certification, it really changed my life. You know, it was like at that moment, I didn't know that this was the first step to my entrepreneurship journey. <laughs> okay. That I didn't decide it yet. But for me, it was 
such an amazing change that I told myself, oh my God, this really is so basic, but at the same time, so essential. And nobody told us anything about this. So that's why I find my calling. And I told myself, well, I am also a physician. It's not that I want to uh, quit all which is related with medicine, but how can I mix? How can I blend all my passions here? So I took my passions, which was nutrition, mental health, and a healthy lifestyle. And I blend this with coaching. And that's actually what I am doing. So I am helping women to ditch the diet and lose weight permanently through an approach that it's holistic, which means that I am working or which is mindset, emotional work, and also or which is body and healthy lifestyle. Wow. Why did you choose like weight loss specifically? Why not something else? Why did you feel that uh, helping people with weight loss, like you said, it's the mindset and emotionally is what you should be doing, you know, as a coach? And also, why did you choose to become a coach? Why not? Because you were a physician, you could have, uh, you know, other fields that you could have gone to help people uh, in the weight loss, but you chose coaching as something that like say a calling and mm -hmm. I'm sure that uh, you're very happy and living uh, the life that you've wanted also as a coach so what can you uh, tell us a bit about this so why I wanted to become a weight loss coach was because my passion is nutrition and all which is related with mental health and also a healthy lifestyle. And something that I see in the medical world is that, of course, physicians, we need to treat, but we are also there for much more than this. But our society, we have trained people to come uh, visit us only when they have a health problem, a disease. Okay. But we can, there are so many things that we can start doing before developing a disease. And I think that deep inside of me, this was the thing that was missing in the medicine, especially family medicine. This was my specialization. And I always thought about those people who are overweight, especially because overweight is very associated with other medical conditions, especially all which is chronic diseases like cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, some kinds of cancers as well. So I told myself, if I help all those people to lose weight, they are improving their diseases if they have some of them. And in case they not yet have any disease, they are not going to develop that, you know? So it's like I can see even if I am not conscious of that, that I am also approaching this from this uh, side. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I like what you said that we have been conditioned to uh, go to the doctor, go to the pharmacist, go and meet someone only when we have a disease, when we're not feeling well uh, physically. But we, nobody taught us that, you know, we should have like a healthy diet, we should know what we're putting in our body, the food that we are taking, the drink that we're doing, are we having enough exercise? Are we drinking enough water so that we can live a healthy life and not actually wait for when we don't feel uh, okay exactly. to go to the doctor? And this is really true what you said about this is mm -hmm. not like something that we are being taught uh, even at school. Like no, no one told me mm -hmm. that. Uh, it's something that I had to learn on my own and specifically it happens when you really don't feel well or you're having some disease and you have to uh, go to the doctor each and every time being on medicines and or you see a parent who's going for that 
and then you realize that okay maybe if uh, we knew about that we took care of ourselves before this could have been avoided mm -hmm. so really true what you exactly. said and about weight loss if we talk a mm -hmm. bit deeper into that weight loss weight gain it's really how do we say that like the society have put that in a way not only associated with disease I, i'm talking in terms of how i see myself i see my body mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff associated with that like insecurity how others are going to see me the fear of being seen so it has a lot of external factors which influence this the society has in a way taught us that of course it is changing now which is great uh, but before it was like you know if someone is overweight uh, they should not be on the cover of a magazine for example or you have to be slim you have to be always uh, in a way your body has to be like this and So according to you, because I don't think that mm -hmm. any everyone who is have a small belly or something like that is someone who's going to have a disease after. So what would you say to those people who mm -hmm. maybe they they don't feel confident enough in their body and feel not feeling confident enough can lead to a lot of stress, which could be stress eating and then, you know, getting overweight and everything. And I think this is what you do also is helping them maintain their weight exactly and not actually you know uh, like all diet and everything being slim being and everything being slim being very thin being like model that we see in the shows and everything but it's mostly what you're doing is to maintain a good healthy lifestyle a good weight and i think that's really great because this is what matters like it's not being someone else because we saw that being slim is everyone likes that or everything it's being confident in your body so what what can you say can you tell us a bit about that and also what can you say to people who are listening to us and maybe feeling insecurity mm -hmm. about their body yeah sure first of all it's true that we have been conditioned socially conditioned to have those beliefs like uh, we everybody has to uh, have a perfect body otherwise they are uh, they have some kind of disease physical disease or mental disease and so on but you know these are only things that we have they have ingrained in us just to follow certain patterns okay so i am not going to talk about what's behind this but this happens exactly also with food so it's like hey if you are feeling bad you just have to eat this or you just have to drink this or you just have to buy this You know, so there is a lot of pressure. And now that we are so connected with uh, social media and so on, there we can see both blending. So from one side, everybody is putting some posts with amazing photos in, in incredible pictures or a perfect bodies and everybody is happy and so on. But we all know that as human beings, we are half of the times at least <laughs> feeling negative emotions. Okay. And from the other side, there's Also this, hey, here you have all those pleasures. And if I am talking with this, is one of the main pleasures that we can get as humans is eating no matter what. Okay, so we have both uh, sides. So what I would say uh, regarding this confidence is that confidence, in fact, it's just a feeling it, and it has nothing to do with the things that we see outside in the outside world. So confidence as an emotion starts always here at the level of the thought okay and for example we can 
think about some examples of people who are overweight. Let's let's think about, for example, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, she has an overweight and she's very confident with herself. So this is a great example just to tell you that it's not about our bodies. It's about the things that we told ourselves. So the things that you told to yourself and your thoughts about yourself in this world is your relation with yourself. Okay. And that's why, uh, or which is self-talk, the things that you tell to yourself, especially when things don't uh, go wrong or in certain moments, this self-talk, it's critical. It's essential. For example, when we go to a weight loss journey or whatever bold goal that you want to create. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And I think there's something that you said that food is the, the greatest pleasure because I don't think there's anyone who would say that I don't like to eat. I don't want to taste good food. It's also the advertisement that usually, or even in TV shows, I remember something that I usually see in uh, TV shows or movies that whenever you have a breakup, it's always ice cream and wine. That's going exactly. to help you to overcome. You exactly. always see the girl or, or the guy with a bottle and with a lot of ice cream or pizza. It's always that pizza is your comfort food. And uh, we see is how those advertisements or movies, they are portraying something that uh, is not even real. Like pizza is not going to help you overcome what happened to you or sure. wine is not going to help you over a breakup. No. It's actually going to make things worse because then it becomes exactly. uh, like you're escaping from it. So each time I'm feeling pain, okay, where is my bottle or I need more ice cream. And this is what actually lead to other other stuff. So, yeah, that's true. And that's true. And also, I, sorry, no, go no, ahead. You can. <laughs> I, I just wanted to add that every time that we eat, it's true that it feels good, you know, because there's a release of dopamine. So there's really something happening inside of us that make us feel good, you know. So every time we eat, we have this little hit of dopamine. It's a neurotransmitter. It's the brain chemistry making you feel better, making you feel secure, making you feel a pleasure. But the problem is that when we are talking about pizza or which is refined food, ice cream, cookies, and this kind of foods are going to make you release too much dopamine, and that is going to make your brain experience an over pleasure. And you know, our bodies, because this is food that has been invented, are not used to this kind of foods, are not made to eat all the time this kind of food. So our brain suddenly it's going to experience this over pleasure. It's going to create this unwarranted urgency for food. It's like, no, no, I want more of this. Oh my God, this is amazing, you know? So that's why you start to, the more you eat this kind of foods, the more you're going to crave those kind of foods. Yeah, that is so, so true. So this is something important to to acknowledge too. Yeah, the cravings. And it's true, there are, I admit there are things that uh, I've eaten and I'm like, Oh my God, I can never stop eating this. I will always eat exactly. that. Or when I go to that restaurant, this is one of the best things that I'm going to eat. You know, it's like you said, the dopamine level, it's really, it's something that you can't say no to. But then it also mm -hmm. relates to what you said about the self-control, about our mindset. 
and everything. And no, let's th- th- tell me what you have to say. I have another question just coming up in my head. I'll tell you after. Okay. No, I just wanted to say also that the more you do this, the easier it's going to become for you to repeat the same. So the more you repeat this kind of pattern, so I feel bad, I'm going to eat something because I know that this is going to make me feel better. Even if this is not solving my problem, this is However, this is going to make me feel better. So the more you try to solve your emotional problems with food, the easier it becomes. And you are actually reinforcing each time this pattern. So you are creating in your brain what we call a neural pathway, which is a, like a kind of loop that at the end, it's going to be activated automatically and unconsciously. And this is also something that happens. People say, oh my God, what happened? I just finished my uh, bag of popcorn. You know, it's like, ah, I didn't know. I, I just opened the cupboard and something happened and there's anything else here. It's like everything is coming unconsciously and in an automatic way. So it becomes a little bit more challenging to address that, but we can do it, of course. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Okay, so we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and maybe then we'll talk more about our mindset in this weight loss journey. I think that's an important topic that we should talk about. So everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back in. Hi, this is Neha and you're listening to the Bold Enough podcast. Okay, so we're back and we're having a great conversation about our body, weight loss, our confidence and everything. And like Laura mentioned earlier, our mind plays a big role in everything and especially also in the weight loss journey. So Laura, can you tell us a bit more about how our mindset and dealing with our emotions can actually help someone from stress eating, from maintaining its weight loss, a healthy lifestyle and everything. And our mind is again is the most powerful tool if we know how to use it, but it's actually the most difficult one also because all our talk, all our negative thoughts and everything in a talk comes from here. And sometimes uh, we see that there are people who actually want to change or make a step forward and everything thing but there was a lot of negative talk that comes in that says no you're not good enough going to stay like this I don't think you can do it so and I'm sure you've encountered during your coaching session with people a lot of stuff like that so can you tell us a bit about about this and about experiences so that people who are listening also who are in the same situation they can relate to it and they can actually um, take a step forward that's totally right so Mindset, everything is about mindset. Not only mindset, but I think that this is the most important piece because mindset is when you decide something, you decide it with your mind. And also when you decide to quit on something, you also make a decision. Okay. And that's what I've seen with my patients when I was working as a physician that whatever they were trying, the problem was always that they started to feel in a certain way. And then they decided to quit. Okay. And I can tell you that the main thing that was behind this was their self-talk. 
So all the things that they were telling to themselves, this is so hard, this is too difficult, I will never reach that goal or that weight, you know, so all the self-talk was the, as you told before, so this self-talk can bring you a spiral down into a black hole or this self-talk can you really skyrocket on any domain that you are working on. So this is the most important and actually... So the self-talk is determines our relationship with ourselves. So the worse you talk to yourself, the worse relationship you have with yourself. And this is something that I've seen with, for example, I am talking about weight loss coach because this is actually what I am doing. But people who are, for example, trying to lose weight and they have planned to eat something and they are not honoring their plans, you know, so the fact that they are not honoring their plans, it's because they don't have strong enough relationship with themselves to keep this commitment going. Okay. So the most important thing is that our thoughts, what we tell ourselves, but also the things that we are thinking at are always optional and our thoughts are going to generate an emotion, okay? And this emotion is going to drive us to take some actions or inactions that will have a result. So what we see always is that what we think has always a relation with the result that we think. So if you are thinking, actually, in this case, let's put it a practical example. If you think this is too hard or this is too difficult, you are starting to feel maybe frustrated. And when you are feeling frustrated, you are going to take actions like uh, procrastinating, like not following your plan, or you know, you're going to overeat a little bit more because it's too hard, you know, and the result that you end up having is that actually you are doing it, you are making it much harder than it really is. So that's why it's very important, first of all, to be aware of the self-conversation, the conversation that happens inside of you, especially in those moments where, for example, you go on the scale and you see that the number hasn't changed or it's going up uh, when you have been, uh, I don't know, uh, restricting a lot in the last two weeks. Or for example, when you are stressed or you had a hard day and you arrive at home, kids are sleeping and you say, wow, I need to relax. I need just to treat, you know, all those inner conversations that happened uh, automatically. You have to be aware because those conversations are going to make you, are going to create you the urge to overeat if food is really the mechanism that you have find to cope with your stress, your when you are bored or when you are feeling loneliness and so on. So that's why also managing the emotions, it's also very important. So instead of escaping and instead of saying, well, I'm feeling bored, I'm going to eat something while I am attending, uh, I am waiting for somebody else, I'm going to eat something, just be there and be bored. Open yourself to be bored. Or just open yourself to not obey the urge to go to the cupboard and eat the cookies and just be there feeling, no, experiencing how it looks like to feel the urge and not respond to that urge. And that is actually how we process our feelings. Yeah, and I think when the, you feel it, uh, like you said, not going to take that cookie it actually makes you stronger and the belief stronger that yeah i can do this you know each time you do that it's it, it would be like oh yeah i'm stronger than the urge then and i can do this so i can do it better and longer exactly yeah that is so true and we talk about a lot about 
self-talk and everything. So I saw, uh, so in my entourage, my friends, uh, relatives, so I have friends who are dealing with weight loss also. I have close relatives also. So often what I saw mm-hmm. is that they are often uh, judged by others. No matter, if, even if they want to take a step forward, they want to deal with everything that they are feeling with. There are people around them who are going to, you know, tell them negative stuff mm-hmm. about their body. Or like, oh my god, you are, why are you so fat? Even if someone is eating, they are going to say, uh, you are eating too much. Or, you know, you should really stop eating and do intermittent fasting. How do you, uh, don't you feel, uh, so your clothes are not fitting? How do you think, you know, Stuff like that, that really affects someone's confidence, how the person sees themselves. So I'm sure a lot of people face that also. And sometimes uh, it could be your clothes. Really. I've seen this in front of me, that people say stuff and they post it as a joke. And this is not a joke, uh, the person was taking it. But, you know, people are going to laugh and they're going to post mm-hmm. um, silly jokes about their body and everything. What would you say to those people who are going through this? Like maybe they want to, they're already doing their inner work, their self-talk. But when they step out of it, there are other people Mm -hmm. around them who are affecting them. Um, So what would you say? How can they overcome this? In fact, others can never hurt you unless you believe them. This is something that I this is one of my mantras. I'm going to say like this. So you are not responsible of other thoughts, others' words, or others' uh, actions. So this also comes to this relationship with yourself that you need to improve and, and to really uh, strength. Okay. This is very important because you don't need the approval of others. You don't need others cheerleading you. Yeah, you're doing very good. Yes, I'm here supporting. You don't need any support. The only support that you need, the only cheerleader that you need, the only approval that you need, it's yourself. And the only person that that can give it to you, it's yourself. So when you have created this amazing relationship with yourself, you are not going to give that importance to what other people say. Or maybe, of course, you can feel bad and you can say, okay, I'm feeling bad. I decide to feel bad because that person told me something that I don't like, but this is not the problem. The problem is when you are believing them, okay? And you think that they have reason what they are telling. So I would say to them that it's not what others are doing or are saying or are thinking. It's because if they are feeling hurt, it's because they are agreeing at some level with what they are thinking, doing, or telling to yourself. So first of all, you have to really develop this compassionate way with you to say, okay, now I am overweight. I am working on this. Clothes are not fitting and it's okay. Okay. When you talk to yourself with like this, even if somebody else come, ah, your clothes, and they are just joking, you are not going to take it as seriously as if you really have this complex of looking in the mirror and say, oh my God, this is terrible. I will never uh, get rid of all these extra pounds. You know, all this self-talk, if it's very negative, everything outside of you, it's going to affect you much more. 
than, than it really should. Okay, so first of all, it's compassion with yourself and comprehension, understanding that this is a part of your journey, that you are now here, but you want to go there. And also something that it's important to come back to this uh, self-confidence when we are when you are not feeling very confident because you are overweight. It's not be, uh, weighing less weight, which is going to bring you that confidence that you have you don't have right now. It's actually feeling more confident right now, which is going to bring you to the weight that you want. You know, so weight loss, lasting weight loss, really maintaining that weight loss is what comes always at the end. And what you have to do is actually go there and say, okay, when I weight that amount, when I lose, I don't know, 70 pounds, how am I going to feel in terms of confidence, for example, if this is something that it's worrying you? So I'm going to feel, I think that I am going to feel very confident. And what does this person that feel very confident. And this is what you have to do right now with your actual weight, with your current weight. And when you start acting like the other person, you losing 70 pounds less, you are going to get there. So we have to reverse engineer all the process. It's not losing weight that it's going to bring you this confidence. It's feeling confident. It's loving yourself. It's loving your body right now or during this way, which is going to br bring you to that lasting weight loss. Lasting weight loss. This is the difference. It's not about losing weight. It's really maintaining this weight is this change of identity, this change of relationship with yourself. Yeah. And I think it can relate to this thing that people, uh, some people say, I, uh, I think when we first talk, we talk about this, that I will be happy when I have this job, I will be happy when I can have this amount of money, I will be happy when I can go on holidays or everything. So it's always when, when and not, so when is in the future, mm -hmm. a future that we don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but uh, our present, we don't really appreciate who we are at the moment or what we have or be grateful for it and actually find happiness and what we are doing right now it's relatable a bit to what you say so be have to be happy with your body mm -hmm. with even or even the negativity or the feeling of okay i'm not feeling confident enough but i i will try to love myself for it even if i'm not feeling good even if i'm feeling bad because it's a part of who i am today exactly. Exactly. and Maybe in the in the future, when I will look back, I don't want to remember myself hating this body uh, that gives us so much, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, we don't, uh, sometimes we don't really appreciate or realize what this body does for us. And no matter what, how it is, or maybe if it's not perfect, it's not like we want it to be, but it does so much for us. And... Mm -hmm appreciating it what's giving to us in the moment yeah it will actually like you said rewire our brain and then when it actually happened it will be all about the journey and not about you know focusing on the end result okay i'm going to do that i'm going to do that mm -hmm. but not appreciating the journey and the path exactly the end re result it's just the direction it's just a reminder where are we going 
but actually you have to do this this path and this is this journey to that end result it it's what is really transformative and also people now that you mentioned this people when they look in the mirror they just see the fat that are in their bodies but they are not able to see anything else so they are not able to see that we have an imperfect perfect body i always uh, tell it like this because it's it's really a perfect machine but then some people have uh, different particularities and that that's all and, and people usually forgive that this is not only about for example when they go on the scale they think that oh this is my weight but inside this weight it's not only the fat the the weight of your fat there's also your uh, hydration state state or the weight of your organs or your muscles so there are so many things and there are also a lot of things that are just temporary there so if you're constipated you're going to wait a little bit more so i think that there's also this all or nothing mentality and it's like oh i don't like how i see myself today it's all very negative or i don't like this number on the scale you know it means i don't know so some people are going to to tell themselves uh, a lot of negative things and this is actually not going to help them because when you tell negative things to yourself you're going to feel frustrated uh, defeated uh, I don't know, powerless. And this is actually going to make you go and overeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. And I would like also to add to that, no matter how we're feeling and if you want to change something about your body, to do not do it for the wrong reason. Like I saw, sometimes I hear people say that, okay, I want to to lose fat, I want to go slim because my partner doesn't like me like this. So, or I, uh, a lot of people just keep telling me that I'm fat, that I'm fat, so I want to change now. So those are the wrong reasons, like having a partner who keeps telling you that, okay, if... If you are a bit a little bit more slim, so maybe I'll love you more or I don't like you that way. I don't like when you can't wear this type of dress or something like that. Um, so those are the wrong reasons to actually change. Like if you want to do it is do it for yourself. Do it by embracing who you are right now. And I saw, because I'm sharing, because I'm, I see how people who actually do it for the wrong reason, like for example, the partner who can't appreciate who she is, today then they will go on the internet and read a whole bunch of stuff or uh, try so many diets and or take a lot of stuff that may be wrong for their body and this is how coaches like you come into place to really understand the emotions behind it the mental health behind it and then i can actually help you i've always said that reading on the internet or watching youtube videos never really help it's just something that will not get you to where you are where you want to be but it will be like you're doing it because you want to please someone else so people please if i can say that so yeah so if you're listening and you feel like you're in the same situation so take a step back and really think why, what exactly. is the reason you want to do this? Yeah, This is very important to ask the why, because this is actually what it's going to help you keep committed. Okay. And how do you know it's not a good why? It's when your why involves other, other people. 
changing their thoughts about you, for example. So if you want, I want to lose weight because I want my partner to love me more. This is not a good why. Never. Because you cannot control him. And also because if he is not able to see more than the fat that you currently have, maybe you have to think about continuing with this partner. I know this is also a question that I, I it's coming to me. Maybe the right decision can be this. But regardless of this, your why, your reason why has always to come back to you. I want to lose weight because I want to feel great when I put on my bikini. This is a good why. If it, this is strong enough for you, or maybe for somebody else would be, I want to lose weight because um, I am feeling, um, I want to feel lighter because my kids love go to the mountain and I cannot follow them, for example, you know? So there's not a good or right why, but this why has to involve only you and your change about you, not other people changing their thoughts about you or trying to please others. This is never a good why. That is so true because I know someone uh, close to me who actually felt less confident, less loved because her partner kept telling her that, you know, look at your belly, even if she's wearing a cute uh, dress or uh, the dress very beautiful and she's looking very pretty on it, but the partner is going to know that her belly is coming out mm -hmm. and then actually tell her all the time like you know repeatedly why don't you work out why don't you eat less and everything and then she felt so ashamed mm -hmm. or not good enough so then she started researching and reading a lot on the internet and she found intermittent fasting mm -hmm. she did, you know not everyone can do intermittent fasting mm -hmm. You have to, there's a lot of reason behind that you have to, your health, can you do that? Can your body actually do that? Well, she didn't read all about that. It was all focused in her head that, you know, I need to feel, mm -hmm. I need to be the perfect one for him. And then she did that. And, you know, she actually had health problems because of that, because mm. she wasn't eating for so many hours. Yeah. And eventually she didn't lose weight. But she got a health problem mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, gastric and all of this stuff coming up and not sleeping well because she wasn't having enough food, enough fuel. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's and then we, when I was talking to her and then making her realize that this was the wrong reason to do, you know, to do this because um, now she just feel worse and now it's physical, you know, the health problem now she has to deal with that first and then and then go back to dealing with the emotions behind it mm -hmm. so this is just an example mm -hmm. to to tell you how everything that you read on the internet or maybe something is going great for a, a person doesn't mean it has to do the same effect on your body totally. and this is where coaches like laura can help you figure this out because firstly you need to figure out why you're doing this and then tackle the emotion behind this and then which and then your mind and then you can actually reach your goal laura do you think that our like you have kids mm -hmm. um so do you think that because those are the things that are not taught at school so do you mm -hmm. think that parents should be teaching their kids like at home, you know, letting them know that how to love their body, for example, mm -hmm. not because like you said, social media 
Instagram, has big TikTok, and we see so many videos, so many posts, so many photos of teenagers who have the perfect beginning line, the perfect uh, picture the perfect body and everything and i think this is really something that uh, we should tell our kids that not everything that you see on social media is real and just because someone has is very slim doesn't mean that she is healthy although mm -hmm, also mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what would you say to uh, parents who are listening to us and maybe they have like a teenager who is feeling very less confident about her own body and uh, when she's seeing all her friends or or uh, when she's on social media, she doesn't know what to do. And she may be taking the wrong steps also. So what would you say to those parents? How can they create a safer environment, a better mm -hmm. uh, where they can actually talk to that with, with their teenagers and their kids? I think it's especially important to start acting before, uh, ideally before uh, teenage age, because First of all, most of our adult traumas are coming from our childhood. So this is something that I have uh, noticed as well. There are some sentences that has been told us when we were young. And as a vulnerable uh, kid that we were at that time, we our interpretation was probably not the same as our parents' in intention. So uh, from that place we can develop some uh, trauma, especially when we talk about this image, you know, when you say to your kid, hey, you have a little belly here. So even if it sounds very sympathetic or you are all the time eating too much, you are uh, the one who eats everything, you know, it's like you are sowing the seed of you have to eat this and this is probably what they are going to end up doing because just because they love you and because the, you have always told them that when you were a child. So I think that this is very important. Be aware of the messages and especially how they are interpreting these messages. And then uh, regarding this uh, teenage uh, people that now we can see that there are all this. I think that it's important to, the most important thing, I think it's to keep the communication with them always and also put more value on more important things, the things that really last in the long term, which is all their emotional work and who they are really, regardless their body. So our body, it's perfect. It's a, an imperfect, perfect machine, but it's going to get older, you know, and I'm going to have some wrinkles here, you know, the, so some things are going to um, be less beauty. And this is not a problem, it's just the evolution, but there are a lot of things that are very valuable that are going to last in the long term, which are all our own values. And this has nothing to do with our image and what we see outside of, of the world. And I think that cultivating those values and really valorize, putting more value on, it's the most... Uh, important but i i can yeah. see that it's not easy when we are surrounding that's why social media and so on we have to make a step back uh in general adults too you know because there mm -hmm. are we are also when we are in a teenage uh, age we are also very vulnerable 
to all which is uh, how others see us and, and all those things. Yeah, I agree that it is always important to teach them that there is so much more than your own body, the personality, your talents, exactly. Um, exactly. who you are as a person. And those are the things that actually matters. Your friendship with someone, um, your relationship. And, and then it's going to come down to your body. But Actually, it's more about how you feel as a person. Exactly. Which we have to value more. And also what we are doing for others, I guess. We could... Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Laura, we will end this episode uh, in a while. But are there something, any stuff that you'd like to share with our listeners? Or do you have an advice for people who are in the weight loss journey? Is there something that you'd like to say to them before we end this episode? I would say for all those people who want to lose weight to uh, open themselves up to see other things apart from food. Because studies show that only 4% of people who reach to lose their weight can maintain this weight loss, which is a very dramatic percentage of people. So there's something that we are not doing good. And it's because we are not working from the root cause of the problem, which is always what we think. So what we think, as I told before, is going to make you feel in a certain way and you're going to take some actions. If you are thinking bad things, if you are thinking this is going to be too hard, you are going to make it too hard, you know? So what you think you will create, okay? So this is something that it's for me very important to understand and start to change your inner self-talk. So for example, in this case, instead of thinking this is going to be too hard, would be something like, I can do hard things, for example. So you are basically telling the same You, you are not lying to yourself because this is important. You cannot start repeating affirmations or kind of mantras that you are actually not believing because it's not going to work either. So you have to find other ways to express what you feel, but in a more encouraging way. For example, I can do hard things. So even if it's hard, I can do this. And when you tell this to yourself, you feel much more empowered than if you say, oh, this is too hard for me, or it's going to be very difficult, or it's going to be impossible. It's impossible. If you think that it's impossible, you are not going to do it. You are not going to do it. So I think that this is the, the missing piece when we talk about lasting weight loss. For losing weight, every diet can help you to lose weight. But I think that most of the people really want to maintain that weight loss. And when we talk about maintaining, we have to work a lot on the mindset and also the emotions. Because the emotions are the things that making you, driving you to take action or not. And you can change your emotions by changing the way you talk to yourself. So it comes always to the thought level, your inner talk. Yeah. Like you said, everything is in the mind. And I love what you said, what you think, you create. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the most powerful tool. I don't know if tool is the right word, but that our body has given us. Mm -hmm. So if you can, you know, create your mind, you can, I think you can rewire your brain. You can tell uh, loving stuff, nurture it with love. Uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, you have it, to it, believe it too. So there's, yes. it's not like going from I hate my body to I love my body. 
It's it doesn't happen in one day to another one. So you have to mm-hmm. build like a, a ladder between those two thoughts. So you have to say, okay, I hate my body. Now you can say, I have a body. This is really true. And what and it, it positions you to a, a more neutral position. So when you look in the mirror and you say, well, I have a body, this is true. And then I have beautiful, I don't know, I love my toes. Okay, so focus on that and see that you have also some things that you love. And also not only about your body, but also about you. So one of the things that I like to do with my clients is every morning, write three things that you love about yourself, your body or yourself as a person, because you, mm-hmm. you have things that you love about yourself. The problem is that when you are focused on the end result and you start to think that it's going to be difficult, you are focused also on the negative things. And this is because our brain were desire, uh, desire designed for this, for looking always for the negative part of the things. Yeah, that is so true. So you have to put more awareness there. That's true. Thank you, Laura, for sharing everything, giving your tips and advices. Uh, it was a great conversation, I'd say, and I hope that you all enjoyed it as well. And uh, so we're going to put uh, Laura's social media links and the way you can find her and connect with her and learn more about how she can help you in your weight loss journey as well. So thank you all for listening and being here today. Thank you, Laura, for being a guest and sharing everything. I'm very happy that you were here and I loved other conversation that we had truly and uh, we are going to end this episode now thank you everyone and bye-bye thank you everyone thank you for listening to the bold enough podcast hosted by neha ganu if you like what you heard today please follow us and join in weekly as we keep on breaking the barriers together don't forget to show your love on our instagram account and linking page see you